Hey guys, this is Rob and welcome to question number 59. When's your book baby due? It's my conversation with Leisha Eller, the arts critic critic. Why is that like a tongue twister for you? I don't know what my problem is right now. She's the arts critic and arts reporter at the Star Tribune and she released a book called Selfie Generation and I love this book. I got a copy of it. And I devoured it. Uh, I need a Guinness. Let's Clearly, r- you're fumbly bumbly. Clearly, I need a Guinness. Let's run the theme song. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. What are you asking? Are you talking to me? What are you? Pop quiz, hot shot. Before we even start, can I offer you a Guinness? Yes, please. Can I offer myself a Guinness? Do that first. Let's try. I'm going to try to tie in some sense. Of professionalism here. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you for joining us. My name is Rob Morgan, and for the past decade, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director, and this is my podcast where I sit down over drinks on locations with intriguing people I've met to try and get past what it is they do, to find out who they are, why they do it, and what I can learn from them. I'm joined, as always, by my wife, Sarah. Hey, before I even talk about how this conversation came about, if you are listening to this... And you are. And you are. <laughs> hey, I have I have a request. As you know, if you've been following along with this podcast, you know that we actually have not opened this up to sponsors yet. You know, I'm not asking you to go um, check out a purple mattress or a couple pairs of underwears from MeUndies. What's the purple mattress? I don't know. Aren't these aren't these things that people normally are? I just uh, hear me undies all the time. Oh um, yeah, me undies. I'm and sure CBD oil. CBD, yeah. They, or CBD a protein oil. powder. Yeah, feel no under no obligation to uh, check out a protein powder, uh, or you know, it's all my. I will say all my all my websites are powered by Squarespace. You do love Squarespace. <laughs> we are in the middle of talks about possible future sponsorship, but right now we are not dealing with sponsors. Uh, hold on. Feeling a little parched. Yeah, I feel a little parched. I'm gonna take a a, a drink of this uh, this perfectly chilled, refreshing Guinness. I just taking a hit of the Guinness. Uh, anyways, I am so thankful we don't have to deal with sponsors, but I do have a request for you. If you would be willing, it would help us out a ton. If you would go over to iTunes and rate, comment, and subscribe on this podcast. Five stars only. That helps us out a ton moving forward. I'm trying to figure out what the future of this podcast looks like. If you don't rate, comment, and subscribe. Oh, what are you going to do? This oh my could gosh, all here be for nothing, and we won't be able to how, do it anymore. How will I know that people like this podcast if you it's don't gonna like It's going to get canceled like if you don't Instagram rate, comment, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> but that really does help us out. So just take a second to rate, uh, comment, subscribe, or just rate this rate this podcast on iTunes. That would help us a ton, and I'd really and appreciate it. it's no it. work on your part. And if you th- hey listen just if you, do it if you if you don't want to do that why don't you go text, die in a hole text, <laughs> <laughs> you can text you can text or call the podcast hotline the numbers in the show notes bef- below and you can just tell me to go to hell <laughs> that's listen hey don't leave a negative I've never said this before but don't leave a negative uh, feedback on in, just on go iTunes away. no. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're gonna be rude, just go away. No, if you hey listen, if you have something negative to say, why don't you just say it to me directly? Just text the podcast out loud. Uh, let's get in a little text conversation. I'm just kidding. Everybody's been super nice about it, but it helps us a ton. Okay, so the, how this all came about is that about, was that a month ago when we went to Alex Soth's yes. exhibit? Alex is a legendary photographer and staple in the arts community here in Minneapolis. And he had a grand opening of a new photography project that he was exhibiting, exuding, debuting, debuting, displaying. And we went to it. It was amazing. And so afterwards, I I was newly introduced to his work. And so I went online. And I found an article that was released. And it was actually written by Alicia. Mm. And she was talking about his project and him. That specific project that we went and saw? Yes, because oh. she was there too, apparently. Mm. And as I clicked on her, I here. By the way, if you like, if you like a piece of art, if you're reading an article, go down the rabbit hole. Choosing to go down rabbit holes has been one of the most rewarding habits I would say of my life. So if you see a, a photo that someone has taken and posted online, go click on their their name and go see other things that they've created. Go down that rabbit hole. Go see if they have written an article talking about what's inspired them and see. Look at different arts that's come before them that's inspired them or in this case Alicia had written this article I uh, researched other articles that she had written because she is the arts critic and arts reporter for the Star Tribune here in Minneapolis and I started reading some of her articles and it's great I liked her voice and the way she writes and I realized that she has a book that came out recently called Selfie Generation it sounded fascinating just reading the bio so i reached out to her i said hey listen i want to i would love to get a copy of this book read it and if you'd be interested to sit down and talk about it your approach or how this came about and talk about the book i'd love to have you on the podcast so i'd end up devouring the book in like a day the book is brilliant we don't even dive into talking necessarily about uh the ins and outs of this book as much as i want to because of our time restrictions but The whole thing dives into how our self-images are changing our notions of privacy, sex, consent, and culture. And I thought it was a great read. So I highly recommend it. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Uh, And here's what I think I'm going to do as well. I'm going to put a link in the show notes of a link to where you can find the book. And maybe I'll put a link to other other things Alicia's written. Uh, But I am so thankful that Alicia was willing to be open and honest about her experiences from living in LA to uh, taking the, the risk. Every time you create something new, create something that you are attached to, it's a risk. And that she took the risk to do this. And she actually turned down a job offer from the Star Tribune the first time because oh. she believed in so much about this book that she was writing. She knew that if she took this job, it would distract and take away from this time. And it wasn't the right time. And she dives into how, in the long run, when the timing was right, it ended up working out for her to move to Minnesota to take this job. And I am just so thankful that she was open to talk about the process behind it and her experiences because this conversation, I cannot convey enough that uh, this was such perfect timing for me. I feel like I left a more encouraged person after this to take chances 
be healthy, and just trust the future, I guess. It's good. All right. Here's my conversation with Alicia at a coffee shop in South Minneapolis. That will not be named. That will not be named because they kicked us out when they were closing in a really rude fashion. Uh, But our conversation jumps in when she uh, is explaining to me that she's learning Turkish. Oh, right. Right now, I'm uh, most of my uh, free time is going toward learning Turkish. Really? Yes, I brought. Oh my, my gosh, book. this is fascinating! <laughs> you have a Tur- okay, your Turkish book that you're learning Turkish. Yeah, Where did yeah, that come I'm a from? I, well, my dad's from Istanbul. Okay. And I always wanted to learn. Yes. So, I tried once in high school, and I don't know. I was just I was also learning Spanish, yeah. and I just. Are you from here originally? I'm from Chicago. From okay. Chicago. And then so, you, were, you were out in L.A. I was in L.A. for about four years. Oh, my and gosh. And I moved here for a job. You this, are... This is level... T- I'm in level two. Oh, my gosh. You're full in it. There are six books. Yeah. <laughs> so I so tried good. in high school. Yes. I tried in college. And then I found someone here. Okay. So are you taking yeah. private Well, at first they were private because you... no one else... I mean, yeah. Now we have a little class. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I'm not going to lie. This book, it kind of, it could be a a language book or it could be a coloring book. Or maybe it's the both. Because the drawings, aren't they so (laughs) cute? I love it. Um, There's like, here, this is one of my favorite recent ones. I love the animal drawings. Here, where is it? Oh, that's so good. There is fish. Yes. There's no fish. There was no fish. There was fish. There was no. Are you okay? So you were you a Turkish? Did your dad speak uh, in the home? No. At all? It just didn't. No, no. But I have a lot of family there. Oh, really? So now I'm learning. So that. So I haven't been really doing like. I'm not working on a second book right now. Yeah. This is my first book, The Selfie Generation. Yes. Um. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. sweet. Okay. Oh, so man. This is where my free time has been going. I have a TV show I watch. Okay. I listen to music. Co- okay, so you're doing some radio. immersion stuff. Yeah, yeah. What's the TV show? It is a show. Actually, I wrote an yeah. article that's in the Star Tribune today okay. about yeah. combining my um, <laughs> my learning <laughs> Turkish and watching this TV show and also yeah. taking lessons. The TV yes. show is called Ezel. Okay. Um, yeah. And it... I thought it, I found it on Netflix just randomly. It was like yes. 72 episodes. I was like, that's long. Each one's 45 yes. minutes long. But I was like, you totally. know what? They say it's good to just like listen, yes. even if you don't yeah. know what everyone's saying. So no subtitle, no English. I put the okay. subtitles. I put the subtitles. Yeah. And then I would kind of catch words here and there. And I was like, wow. You know, I started watching it at the beginning of yeah. winter. So I was like, this will be my winter TV show. Mm-hmm. 72 episodes. Like, yes. That's Full a long in. time. But then I got super sucked in. Basically, yeah. the show is about this guy named Umer. Okay. And he, you know, he has these three friends. One is his girlfriend. He has yeah. three friends, Genghis, Ali, and then his girlfriend, Aishan. Yeah. So Umer goes and does his military service, which is mandatory in Turkey, yeah. six months. And then while he's there, his friends devise this horrible scheme to rob a casino and then frame him yes. for Classic. this. Classic. Yeah, classic. classic so they scenario. do this and yeah. they kill a guy. They kill the security guard. So then yep. Matt is sent to jail <laughs> yeah. for this crime he didn't commit. Okay. And while he's there, yeah. while he's in jail, he meets this guy. He's like the mafia boss guy. Yeah. His name is Ramiz. 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 Yes. Ramiz Daya, which yes. means like Uncle Ramiz. Okay. 
which I'm as white as you can get. So rolling your R's just is not happening for me. So Ramis. So basically, they become friends. Yeah. Something happens, and Omer is able to escape from jail, and then he, but he can't like live out in the world. Okay. And he has a list like his face got all fucked up (laughs) from this this guard like cutting it up. So then he gets like he's in uh, like a hospital for a year. He gets plastic surgery, and Mm -hmm. he emerges as a new person whose name is Ezel. Oh man. So then Ezel starts his new life. And he, his plan is to get revenge on his friends. He becomes really wealthy because he had learned yes. how to play post poker masterfully. Yeah. And so yeah. he like masters the underground scene in Istanbul. Yes. So this show, I thought, yeah. was only one season. I mm-hmm. was like, okay, cool, I can make it through. And yeah. I'm like watching this and I get like really, it's very emotional. It's like a soap opera. Yes. And it just like goes, things go on and on, like these romance, betrayal, blah. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> I, I cannot so like watch this before bed. Like yes. I would just like, I'd be up thinking about it. And then I started to have dreams where people would be like talking Turkish, but I couldn't understand. And so yes. blah, blah, blah. and then I was like, ah, and I was like dreaming about the characters. So I was like, I can't watch this at mm-hmm. night. Um, and I work out in the morning. I okay. started using this app called Freeletics. Body Freeletics. Weight. Okay. So yeah. it just, it goes, takes you through different like burpees, squats, yes. crunches. Those yeah. are, it's like, it's yeah. super. So you have this going on in the so background. So I have it. I have it on my phone at the same time as yes. the app. Yes. So now I. So then I started watching it in the morning, and then like I was toward the end of the first mm-hmm. season, and my girlfriend at the time was like, "Oh my God, please finish this show. Yeah. All you talk about." Yes. And I was like, "Don't worry, it's almost done." Or you could just join me, and then we have something. Yeah. We have a shared yeah. show. Yeah. She yeah. was like, "No thanks. It reminds <laughs> me too bets. much yeah. of my mom. The mom. Her mom's telenovelas that she watches. Really? Latina. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I, yeah. she was like, "I don't want to watch that." I was like, yeah, yeah. "I respect that." So yep. you're fully so, out. See, I'm like. I'm like, it's fucking over, yes. episode 72. And then it ends Finally. with like no conclusion. I'm like, what? Yes. And then my Turkish teacher is like, you know, it's two seasons. And I was uh, like, no. <laughs> and now, because you don't have a choice. You're no, in. I can't. You, I you have out. to. So I wrote an article today for the Star Tribune about how I watch Ezel and uh, do this freeletics body weight thing. Yeah. And I lost 20 pounds. <laughs> And I've been learning a new language. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing your prison cell workouts. Pretty much. It's like an hour in the morning. Yes. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of misogyny. I mean, I have to turn off all of my, like... <laughs> yes. My, like, feminist radar. I'm just like, you know what? Uh... This is a this is a show that I actually enjoy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it's really helping me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. not watching it for that. Yeah. Uh, like like you know the Bechdel test where oh, no, the, is, Bech, no, wait, the Bechdel actually. test in film is um. So you're watching a movie and like you get points for if there's a woman there who has mm. something to do with other than just being like a wife or a girlfriend. Interesting. And then if she, then like so that's one point. If she has some autonomy, yeah. A second point is if she has another, if there's another woman friend in the show or film, and they yeah. talk about something other than a guy, mm-hmm. yeah. So really? there's like different levels. It's the Bechdel test for the films. Me- Most really? films fail. This TV show would totally fail. No yes. woman in the show is any. <laughs> it's like white, Flat zero mother, femme yes. fatale, yes, evil, evil. Um, uh, sex object. Okay. Um, that's the same as conquest. Uh, yeah. So no one really, or like, a oh, girl who's sick who needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to be autonomous but cannot be. Yes. Ultimately, 
we're okay. Some guy yeah. needs to say her. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh man. So that's that's all in there too. How do you <laughs> shut that off? Where do you draw the line between shutting that off and saying, okay, I completely disagree yeah. with everything this stands for? That's yeah. Funny, at, at first, I you know I had when I mentioned to my cousin I'm watching you know the show. He's like, oh, they're so terrible. Yes. There's an American friend of mine who lives in Antalya, which is in the south of Turkey. She mm-hmm. said, oh, they're so terrible. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna just accept the show for how it is and not and just not go there because otherwise I won't be able to watch it and yeah. I and I decided to focus just on the, the language and yes. the vocabulary yes because sometimes then I noticed like you know we'd learn something in class and then I'd hear it in the show mm. or like I'd pick up words that were helpful or commands you know there's a lot of like look at me banabak yes <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, but, I could take okay, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I was like I'm gonna just take what I like and leave the rat and just accept that it's a totally like yes. misogynistic show and interesting because yeah. nobody yeah. talks about that yeah. uh, the the separation between the art and the message of something behind it we're yeah. in this massive wave right now where yeah. uh, hashtag I mean, me too hashtag, yeah. yeah and and it's such a it's such a delicate conversation because it's there for a reason and it's such a great thing but at the same time where I I guess it's on a personal level for everybody but where do you draw the line between this is a great piece of art like for me music I think about I think this the the message and the lyrics in this are total crap or completely Uh against everything I believe as a human in the world today but the music and the and the melody is freaking amazing yeah yeah Uh, so I don't. I just don't feel like people are talking about this. Yeah. Separa- can you separate it? I don't know. Uh, I mean, you can if you like. I just, excuse me. I just wrote about a this little Picasso yeah. show at Mia. Yeah. And like Picasso, oh my God! If he had been alive today, I mean, he would not have a career. Hashtag me too. But yeah. he obviously did, and he's like known for his womanizing and stuff. Yeah. And I was like looking at the these beautiful uh, proofs, really rare proofs of. Um, uh, prints he made of uh, like a bull getting ready to fight the matador. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. really beautiful and yes. very rare. Yeah. And Mia acquired them directly from the uh, this archive in France in a really? small village where he printed in Valoris was the name of the village. So I was like looking at these prints and I was like, these are incredible. And then I thought more about like, you know, just his misogyny. That doesn't make me hate the art. Yeah, I'm just like that's terrible yes. that that happened and he was like that. But I'm not going to like dismiss his entire body We're not going to burn art. the entire public Picasso. Yeah, yeah. like I yes. feel that way about Chuck Close too. About whom? Chuck Close. You know the guy with the, like he makes the really large like hyper-realistic uh, portraits with like all these tiny little pieces in them? Yes. Yeah, I don't like, know about him has, as like, a person though. Sti- yeah, yeah, I don't hate his work but I think he's a, he's a shitty guy. Yeah. What are your thoughts then on uh, the worst you... is if it's a bad artist. Yes. The guy's an asshole, your, and, and your art sucks. sucks. Yes. Yeah. There's there's no redeeming I, quality yeah. about this whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Oh uh, yes. I mean, uh, I, with Azel, I acknowledge yeah. all of these things. Yeah. I'm I'm just trying to focus on the purpose of why I'm watching it. But then also, I do get sucked in, and then I'm like, wow, I'm so glad that like. I mean, if I were to write about it in English, mm. I would have to write about. I would write about all those things. Yes, because yeah. it's all a part of it. Yeah, it's all a part of it. But I yeah. still like the show. Interesting. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. <laughs> That's so good. And I, I 
totally respect that because it's hard. It's yes, hard. it is. It's just such a hard topic to say. Well, maybe this is a really great. I'm, I'm right now when you're saying all this, I'm thinking of Game of Cards, right? House of Cards. House of Cards. Game of Cards. Oh, I Game of Thrones. So by the way, Game of too. Thrones comes out comes out tonight. That I can't watch. Okay, it's you can't too watch much violence. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I love I love Game of Thrones. It is too much violence, yeah. and it's the same thing yeah. we watch in the evenings. But we have to have a cleanser episode. Afterwards, so we have to watch something like Friends. Yeah, afterwards yeah. to cleanse the palate, so you're not falling asleep oh, after watching yeah, like a beheading. Yeah. I would watch Seinfeld as my cleanser. Yes, <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, so I'm uh, House of Cards. I'm thinking about that situation where the show is amazing. Oh yeah, and now all this stuff comes out. I think I watched like the first three seasons, but then after that stuff went down with Kevin Spacey, yeah. I was like, this show is sucking anyway. Yes. And now I really There's have no a reason to stop. <laughs> That's so good. Although, uh, it's funny you mentioned that show, because yeah. uh, I have a friend in, in Turkey who I, we do a language exchange. Mm -hmm. We try to do it once a week, but it's been less than that. But uh, yeah. So he lives in this city called Diyarbakir, which is like kind of by the Syrian border. Okay. And I keep being like, watch a show, you know, it'll really help your English. And I was like, oh, I watch Giselle. And he's like, oh, it's a horrible show. I'm like, I okay. Um, but so he mentioned he's starting to watch House of Cards. I was like, yes, watch it. We can talk about it because then it's like, what happened to Frank this episode? Where are they going? Yes. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then it's like an interesting. Like, it's like you're talking about a mutual friend. <laughs> you do, totally. You have that built-in friend. Are yes. They? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, he got shot. Oh, uh, crazy. Yes. Oh, is so-and-so. Yeah, and then you don't want to give away the sport. So, I, yes. I, I, I mean, I guess, like, that's where I'm at because I'm so deep in this language stuff. I'm just thinking about, like, how can shows be helpful in language learning? I have a friend who, before she moved to the U.S., she's from Hong Kong. She said, yeah, friends, friends, like was my friend like it's yes. because of friends my english is so yes. good <laughs> it's, a, it's in your intro in american culture yeah and, not, and also yeah. language but it's also situations yeah too. yes i know uh, when you first showed up you were i asked you about your job and i'm i'm oh, thinking yes. about how how often <laughs> <laughs> how often do you feel like you have, do you feel like you have a job that nobody understands what you do or the, everybody asks I mean, as the art critic slash art yeah. reporter at the star tribune yeah. i i cover visual art in the twin cities so yeah i feel like that's actually pretty straightforward yeah no in the sense that when i was asking i was wondering if it was freelance uh, but it's oh, no no no, no. I'm, full time yeah it's full I, did you remember mary abby yes so she retired and I was hired. Crazy. Were you in LA at the time? Yes. And that's what brought you here? Yes. How did that come about for you? Were you looking for something like that? Um, uh, like it putting, always... Were you in the midst of putting feelers out? No. Or, okay. I was not doing anything. <laughs> Literally, I, did, I was doing nothing. Um, I was just working on my book, The Selfie Generation, which, yeah. interesting, you should mention, you know, the kind of gray area of Me Too stuff, because my whole purpose with the selfie book was to think about the selfie outside of this, like, good, bad, you know, yes. narcissistic, selfless binary in which the selfie was always discussed and, like, think about it more broadly as a cultural phenomenon, what mm -hmm. it means, why yes. it's here, where it's going. So... So that's like the gray area of yes. the selfie, rather than like, yeah. it's terrible. Yes. They're like, it's good. Oh, well, technology is bad. Technology is good. Like, okay, to pause you, more than that. where yeah. does that idea come from? Because I, this, by the way, I, I have 
pages of notes on this book. Oh. I loved it. Wow, it's the thank book. You. It is. It's a book you that I didn't it? know. Oh man, when you finished it already? Oh hell yeah! Wow. The, it, it's a book <laughs> that I didn't know I wanted uh, because of your everything you're saying of your approach yeah. of not of yeah. not saying. No, it's not binary, good or bad. Yeah. Let's ask some deeper questions about it. Yeah. Where does it come from? Yeah. What's it affecting? What is this doing to us? Yeah. How did we get here? Yeah. Oh, so brilliant. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank I, you. I'm I, so glad you loved it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's so good. And I'm, that's why I'm kind of glad we have a little over half an hour before oh, yes. they close, which is good yes. for you because I would hold you here hostage till midnight <laughs> asking you questions about this book. So it's actually a really good book. thing. Okay. Good. okay. So you're sitting, you're in. Paint that oh, picture for so me. You're in California. I'm, so I'm living in L.A. Oh, yeah. uh, in Highland Park, and oh, yeah. I've been working on this book, and I'm like in the midst of writing it. Like, got I've got the book deal. I'm, you know, I was able to. Uh, I bought myself a little bit of time between the advance and some savings. So I was like, I'm gonna just write this book. That's all yeah. I'm gonna focus on, and not really focus, not really think about other things. Which, that's you know, not the easiest thing to do. Is I was a freelancer at the yeah. time. I was covering just art, arts and entertainment stuff in LA, and I was writing stuff for like New York Mag, yeah. Guardian, other places, uh, LA Weekly before it sucked. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I was just like before it went completely downhill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So years ago, it was yeah. my dream to be an art critic at a newspaper, and everyone was like, "That's insane." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I know," because like all around me, you yes. know, those people were getting fired or let go. Okay. And like publications were why do you think people, people think that's an insane job just because the limit there aren't any, there aren't any. okay there's like five yeah there's like i mean there's the boston globe new york times new york yeah. magazine la times star trip star trip there's not even one at the chicago tribune anymore what no oh i didn't know that yeah i was there when that one left so it is such an, an a really niche thing job. yeah because you have to be a big enough uh publication and yeah. then you're only hiring one person only each one of these person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's art critic and reporter. Yeah. So I, before I was not doing as much reporting, yeah. I was doing more just write art criticism. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I'm sitting in my uh, room in LA being like, okay, I'm, you know, that was like an idea I had put out into the universe like a long time ago. And, um, and then I was just working on my book and I don't know, remember where I was at. I think I was at the beginning phases of the mm -hmm. book. It was like very sunny and beautiful because LA, it's always sunny oh, and beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get an email from, uh, it was run in the format of like last name, comma, first name. And I was like, corporate email. Yes. And I was like, I was like, oh, who's Sue Campbell? Note to self, like, uh, last name, first name. Always. Always Everybody corporate. takes you more. Always corporate. People yeah, take yeah. you way more seriously. I'm opening this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was like art. I don't remember what the email subject line was. Art critic at Star Tribune or something. And I was yes. like, what? What's the Star Tribune? Yeah. And I was like, seriously? art critic. Those don't, jobs don't exist. So yeah. basically, it was a job saying, it was a it was an email from the head of the department yeah. saying, I'm... You were recommended by the art critic at the Milwaukee Journal okay. and Mary Louise Schumacher, who's a wonderful friend of mine yeah. and colleague, yeah. and she was inviting me to apply for this job. They said the longtime art critic retired and after yes. like 35 years, yeah. and I was like, what? And I was like, is this a joke? Out of nowhere. Out of, totally out of nowhere. Oh, so yeah. I wrote to Mary Louise. I was like, did you is recommend this, me is, for something? Is this a prank? Yeah. What, are you, what are you trying to pull here? I know. <laughs> and she was like, I did. And I was like, what? 
I was like, this is just weird. Okay. I just thought it was, I thought yeah. someone was playing a joke on me. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, these jobs don't exist It's anymore. too perfect it, of a yeah, situation. Yeah, it's too perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Minnesota, what? <laughs> I was where like, the hell is Minnesota? Is, like, is it in so Canada? I knew where it okay, was. Okay, yeah. But I was like, I'd only been here twice. So anyway, I followed up with her. And we talked. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what an incredible, incredible opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so we talked a little more, but I was so at the beginning of this book and I was like, I cannot like leave LA, make this huge life change while I'm in the middle of writing this, like I'll lose my mind. Plus I wasn't sure if I wanted to mm. leave LA yet because I was getting mm-hmm. more into entertainment writing and yep. making more contacts. And I was just like, ah, uh, I feel so really- So much is happening in LA. So much it's is just happening constant. in LA. Yep. Yeah, but more importantly, I was just like, I'm in the middle of writing this book. Like, yeah. And moving is really disruptive. Yeah. And I had like my community there and stuff. So I said, you know, I thought about it for a while and I, I think I said to her in like, maybe like mid-September, end of September, I just said, look, this sounds incredible, but I, I can't do it. I'm in the middle of writing this book and I just... No, I, you turned it down? I turned it down. Oh my yeah. gosh. And she was like... Okay. And I was like, you okay, cra- I'm really sorry. <laughs> I love how you say that. Just, okay, you're a crazy okay. person. All mm-hmm. right. And I was like, I need to finish this book. Like, I, Really? I just didn't feel like I could make this huge move yeah. and a high-profile job and yes. start that. And fin- I was like, I just saw the book like disappear. And I was like, this book has been something I've been working on. Actually, I've been working on since 2012. Really? I had a, I had a column on the art magazine Hyperallergic, mm-hmm. uh, which is out of New York, called The Selfie Column. So every week I would collect, people would send me their selfies and a little bit about why they took the selfie and what it meant to them. And then I would also, so I would have that as one part. And then the second part of the weekly column was analysis of the selfie news of the week. Cause mm-hmm. there was like so much news, like 2012, yeah. 2013. And so this book spun out of that cause I wanted to delve deeper into the selfie. So I was like, I just can't like imagine abandoning basically what had almost become a five-year project at that point and yeah. the book deal was had already happened and i had a deadline yes to like make this huge cross-country move and start anew and then people you know so in your mind so i was like i'm really even, sorry it wasn't even a question to it put was, this on it was hold. i couldn't put it on hold yeah because no. i was like people are going to be fucking over this thing yes. and the other books about this topic are coming out too yes so i was like i have to finish this like it felt like I felt already a little bit behind. Yeah. Um, so she was just like, okay, whatever, bye. And I was like, bye. And then I was like almost at the end of the book. This was like a, not almost at the end, but I was in a much better place with the book, like mm-hmm. three or four months later. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend in LA. I said, you know, I'm still thinking about that Star Tribune job. What if I reached out to her again? Yeah. And is that crazy? Is yeah. that crazy? And yeah. both of my friends who were like, you know, just like, the, the good the the best friends yes. who are also both pretty intuitive they were like that's a bad idea really and I was like really they were like look <laughs> they're, they've been... moved on yeah and I was like you know what I know fine you're probably right yeah but like I just feel like I need to just send an email yeah like what do I have to lose at this point should yes. just be like you're an asshole bye <laughs> <laughs> like yeah whatever so I wrote aren't to you her. the one that completely shut us down a yeah. few months ago yeah 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 but like not in a personal way just because mm-hmm. I was like I can't because I yeah. felt like I would screw them over if I were to take the job and then show up and be like, got to work on my book only, bye. Yeah. Like, I'm so unavailable and then yeah. I get fired or something. So yeah. Interesting. I didn't want to uproot my life and yeah. I just had to finish the book. So, yeah. so uh, I heard back from her on December 28th. 
2016. Oh. I remember because it was like after Christmas. Um, you know, I'm a lot further along in the book. So yeah. I feel better. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be abandoning my like baby. <laughs> my book yeah. baby. Yeah. And I've got this book baby that's book baby. to have a due date. I know. It's it had coming. A due yeah. Date. Yeah. yeah. And and I said, um, you know, also I, I realized I don't need to continue pursuing entertainment journalism specifically. Yeah. So I'd like to you know, continue applying if you're still available. And yeah. she said, well, let me talk to some people and blah, blah. So they yeah. agreed. Yeah. And then they brought me out like February 1st. So it was like cold, yeah. really cold. F- yes. And I had been living in LA the for a while. worst month to try to it convince someone worst. to move to Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I forgot my hat and gloves because I oh, forgot. Gee. Yeah. Yeah. I just was like, what? Yeah. What do you think about it? I had a coat. You're leaving 50 degrees. Yeah. For frigid. Yeah. Yeah. So you show up here. I got some boots that arrived just before I left. And they were yes. too big, and they were ugly. Yeah. But I was like, I need these. Yes. Uh, it was really cold. It was yeah. like blizzard conditions, basically. And yeah. Yeah. And the interview went great. And then I went back to Min- or LA, and yeah. they offered me the job. And I was like, All right, let's do it. So yeah. then I started April first, April Fool's Day. That's so. <laughs> but the book wasn't done. Yeah. So I was still working on it up until. But you were in. I was much further along. I was okay. more in like edits. Okay. Yeah, so I wasn't... Well, I know, I did write, like, one or two chapters here. Yeah. And then a friend of mine uh, who works at McAllister was really helpful, mm-hmm. Thea, Althea Surkar. And then, okay. I, and then, ironically, Maria Bamford, the Minnesota-known comedian, yes. blurbed it. She's a friend yeah. of mine in L.A. Love Maria. And so did my friend Elaine, professor at the University of Arizona, Tucson. And then An Xiaomina, who's the author of another wonderful book about... Uh, to, uh, digital visual culture from memes to movements. Yes. So, and then I blurbed her book too. So is your that, friend the one that, that wrote the, the, the review the saying that I'm taking a picture of myself as I write this? Oh, that's Maria. Is yeah. that Maria? That's yeah. hilarious. I was just like, that's so <laughs> that's, Maria. Uh, I read that and I thought, I, I don't know who this person is, but, but I like this great. person already. Yeah. I love that. Sense I was of like, humor. Maria, Maria, can I get a blurb? She's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she yeah, texted yeah. that to me and I was like, this is amazing. Fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I get your. I this is so that's how the book happened. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, how? Oh man, I have, I have a million questions, even just from what you just said right there. Uh, but so I get your history with this topic. Yeah. But why? Why is this topic so important to you that you would that you would say no to a dream gig? Well, that's an excellent question, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell you right now how uh, how I'm just sweating bullets interviewing a pro reporter right here? I'm like, wow. oh, man, what if I asked you the questions? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> so, at any point, yeah. Uh, I just if at any point you want to say that's a shitty question, next one. Oh, no, I'm no, totally no, open. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I well, I before I started writing I was like super into photography in high school yeah so I was like the kid in the dark room mm-hmm. you know and had my camera and I was like always like photographing things you know I did yes. the like I remember you, taking a you're talking my language uh, yeah, I love this yeah yep. I remember like being like mm, 15 or 16 and I remember I woke up one morning I went to the backyard and I like took a photo of like morning light uh, cast across the porch or the patio and there's mm-hmm. like a dog bowl mm-hmm. my parents dog yeah. and I was like this is like amazing and I thought I was like the most original I'm done yeah. I just put my camera away and because just call the museum yeah. they're gonna like, want wow. all these prints and, yeah. yeah oh that's every 
like photo one person takes that shot. Yes. <laughs> yes. This but is the I was like, hashtag basic. Is, I was just like, I'm in love. I'm in love mm. with photography. So yeah, that was my thing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I remember I would, like, go to protests, and I was, like, always taking photos of cute girls at protests, and I was, like, guess I like girls. Sometimes yeah. guys, too, yeah, but yeah. mostly girls. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, photography really, like, illuminated a lot for me, and then mm -hmm. I went to art school for a little while. Okay. I went to the School of in the Chicago? Art Institute. In Chicago? Yeah, the School of the Art Institute yeah. of Chicago. And I was, like, I got really into self-portraiture, and I thought it would help me, like, understand my gender. And mm. <clears throat> so I was like, wow, this is so deep. And I was just like, I, I had this series of like horrible nudes I did in the bathroom, yes. and they were all camera in the mirror. And I was just like, whoa. I remember, this like, is I, the most artistic thing I've ever done in my life. This <laughs> is me. <laughs> and then I printed them onto canvas. I don't know why, yeah. but that seemed really important. <laughs> yes. And then, like, it was a fiber one class, it was a summer class. And the teacher was this like curmudgeonly old gay dude, and he was just like, Whoa. I could tell he was like, grossed out. <laughs> he was like, kind of like a like a lady hating gay guy. When I was like, anyway, I just I just, just thought those were photos were amazing. Your art teacher is forced to come face to face with the with, with the, the feminine body. Yeah, <laughs> he was just like, Whoa. yes. But yeah. I just remember how how important it was for me to like self-image and like mm. share with others. So I was like, wow, well, that's what people are so upset about the kids today doing. Yeah. And I did that too. And it didn't feel like, yeah, of course at that age you're more self-involved because mm. you're figuring out your identity and stuff. But I was like, I was just like, man, I just felt so bad for the teenagers of today. Cause like they all have self smartphones. Like all their friends are on social media. Like, why wouldn't you like share shit with your friends mm. on social media? Mm -hmm. But like the boundaries of public and private are so much different than when I was a teenager. So and they're so paper thin now. They're so paper it's, thin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just a diff it's a different world. So I felt like also I wanted to write this book for like the kids who were, yeah. you know, struggling today and just be like, hey, it's okay. Like you're not like a horrible narcissist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that I don't know. So that felt like a like it felt like an important topic for me since being a teenager uh, yes because um, which like I've i said nobody's doing that yeah nobody is There's saying hey this, like, you, this isn't it's not good selfies yeah. are bad and it's just is a representation bad. of narcissism yeah that when someone talks about it is the only angle yeah I feel like people take yeah i just felt like this this needed like a new angle and a new approach yes and i felt like called to do it and yeah. i was like hey if that job's meant that's to cool be, it'll work out i was just like i can't like abandon my book baby because I, I was it's your book and, baby yeah, this, uh, yeah, this is coming I, out of me it's gonna yeah. be painful I love that analogy I've never yeah. thought about that I mean I'm not like I don't feel like I don't have any kids yeah. I don't even know that I want kids yeah but like this felt like my book baby like I was yes. like I can't like this has to be and then I had to like the emotional the version of a of, like, physical a process yeah having a book baby and yes. how problematic that was <laughs> blah 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 but in the end I called it my book oh, baby oh man I am yeah. I am I think it yeah. might be a little bit more inappropriate for me as a, as a dude to say that, uh, but I want to steal that so much of like, oh, this is your album, baby. It's your whatever. Yeah, You're giving birth to something. Baby. It's yeah. it's funny, oh, which is which makes me think that <laughs> it's funny that anybody would second guess the fact when you come up across the pain of creating something. Yeah. When people, this is oh man, this is a side tangent. But how important do you think when creating something uh, to acknowledge? the pain or the hard stuff that you run into while creating it as part of the process or 
Because I view, I feel like so many people just view that as, oh, this is a sign for me to stop doing something, to stop making it. Maybe yeah, that, yeah. That's kind yeah. of a. I mean, I was. There were not quite a few parts in the book where I was like, I'm deeply uncomfortable mm. writing this because par- some parts were personal. Like, yeah. I mean, from this book, I learned I'm the kind of writer that like I like when I have a, a deep experience about a topic that I'm already so focused on, like. It, I just, like, I have to write it. Like, mm. it has to become part of the narrative. Like, I've been having some experiences like that Interesting. with Turkish for my second yeah. book, which is, you know, in in process. So, yes. Or it's brewing. It's kind of, yeah, it's brewing. Yeah. It's brewing. It's coming together. <laughs> so I was curious about, oh, man. Here's a side note that that made me think of. What? You talked about, um, you talked about putting, putting it out into the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, your when you were talking about your job at the Star Tribune, some some of that category, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I know this is maybe a side tangent, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on what did that look like for you? What does that mean to you to put something out in the universe? Because uh, this is purely selfish. Because I I'm in a situation wow. right now between things uh, musically, and I am I've been asking myself that. What do I believe about putting something in the universe? Uh, intentionality or setting your intent on something and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that yeah. what does that look like for you well for me I mean I meditate a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's one thing I do just yeah. to clear my now mind. when you say meditation Medi- what does that look like for you like I sit there Which, and breathe. are we talking headspace like um, I used that for a while when I was just getting into meditation yeah because that's where I'm at I'm getting into it or, oh you're getting into okay. it yeah so I try to meditate 30 minutes a day in yeah like 10 minutes like, I meditate in the morning before I check my phone or anything. Brilliant. Uh, I, me- yes. I meditate and then I write. I do some free writing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, the artist as way as type artist free? Way, yeah. Because yeah. as soon as I check my phone, I'm like in another yeah. world. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I meditate like in the afternoon around burnout hour, which is like 4, 4.30 for me. Okay. Because I have like a nine to five. Yeah. How long do you meditate then? Ten minutes. Okay. Ten minutes. And then in the evening I meditate. Yeah. For another, are they all ten minute increments? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I miss one or, you know, but I never miss the morning one. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you miss the morning one? What is it about? Because I just don't want to enter my day and. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh man. I, speaking about personal stuff, I, I have been total shit. Uh, over the past week and a half. It's so funny. Uh, my wife gives me a hard time because as soon as I... You think that no, a normal person, I would assume, when you're hitting a stressful time, mm-hmm. will say, okay, I need to especially double down on the things that are good for me. Yeah. But when it's one thing goes, it all goes for that me. That can happen, yeah. Yeah, so I've been I've been horrible. And, it's, and it's, only, it's so funny that we're talking about this because today she was asking me, have you been meditating? I feel mm. like you need to be doing that in the mornings. Yes, in the mornings. And before it's, you check it would, your phone. Yeah, before you check your phone. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. so helpful. Yeah, so that, um, I get, like, messages and dreams when yeah. I'm, like, tuned in and clear. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I think, like, our thoughts are more powerful than we think. Like, mm. I, <laughs> here's a funny thing that happened to me recently. I had this, um, I was like, I want to take a German class. Yeah. Like, I took some German in college, and it was fun, but, like, I didn't really feel like it was as useful. And yeah. I don't know. I didn't, like, fall in love with the language, but I liked it a mm-hmm. lot. And um, 
And I loved Spanish. I speak Spanish too. And then Turkish was kind of this like, I always wanted, it felt so far away. Yeah. So anyway, I had this thought, oh, I should take a German class. And then the next thought was like, don't worry. Don't do that. You'll, you'll find a way to, or it was like, really? yeah, don't worry about it. And I was like, huh, weird. So I just stopped worrying about it. Yeah. Because I had been like looking up German classes and then yeah. it felt too complicated with like Turkish. And when things start to feel too complicated, I'm like, no, this is me trying to force something. Like I'm yeah. going to just let it go. No. And then randomly, so a uh, relationship had ended. And then uh, I was like briefly dating someone who I met, this guy who I met very randomly. Yeah. And he mentioned his mom is from Germany. And I was like, no way. I was like, do you speak German? He was like, I do. And I was like, whoa. So, <laughs> what are the chances? Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a big yes. thing with him because I just, I'm too sad about this relationship that just ended. I don't can't, I don't want to get into a new one. But yeah. I was like, wow, this is so rent. Like there, there's the German, you know? So, and that, these were just thoughts that I had been yes. like, German, German. And then like some other thought was like don't worry about it yeah and i i noticed that like the simplest um like intuitive messages or thoughts i get are usually the best like yeah it's really complicated it's just like me overthinking something like trying to figure it out and then it's like when i just like calm down and like clear my mind and like let like just stop trying to think about it yeah then you know so anyway that's my german story so Oh, that's so, I know. That's that so hilarious? cool. It's so yes. cool. So I, I feel like our thoughts are more powerful than we think. Yeah. So like where do you, you where do you personally find the balance between because uh, you're in an industry where you have to you have to act you got to make shit happen for yourself and make yeah. the story happen if you don't just if you don't sit down and do the work writing it's it's not going to just mystically appear on your computer right but right. so where do you find the balance between trust trusting that things are going to happen. And setting intention, maybe, Ooh. or doing the work. Yeah, well, I think there's a bit of both. Okay. I mean, at my job, for instance, like, I know there's a certain amount of content I need to produce per week. Mm-hmm. So, I, so for me, it's like, when, in my experience as a writer, when I'm covering, like, a beat or, like, a city or something, like, I'll know, oftentimes I'll know when there's something that's about to happen mm-hmm. if I'm already tuned in. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So actually here, uh, since it's really, this is a very hard place to embed oneself in. I don't know if you know about this. But yeah. Yeah. So I've had like help from my editors and stuff yes. who, who have been here for a long yeah. time and are super tuned in. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because yeah. Minnesota yeah. is really difficult. And people wouldn't think that it's because you think. It's the most difficult place I've ever lived. What? Yes. Really? Yes. I'm from Chicago. I lived in LA for four years. I've lived in New York on and off. Like, why is that? Why do you, I have my opinions, but why do you think that is? Um, I think it is because many people here, uh, stay here. Mm. And so there's, there's like a sense of like ownership of the, of Mm. the place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, people are very wary that, that, you know, you're not that people, first of all, the people are like, why did you come here? And then they're like, they're also like distrustful that you're not going to stay. Mm. So that kind of creates this like yes, unwelcoming totally. attitude. Yes, totally. And then you have yeah. to like prove even more yeah. that you want to oh, yeah. stay. And yeah. it's like very exhausting actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I cannot imagine. When I, moved, I moved here when I was uh, 17 uh, for college or 18 I think it was. 
And because of that, I, l- I lived in the dorm and I had this built-in system to get to. Yeah, but yeah. as an adult, I can't imagine because I yeah. totally recognize yeah. that too. It, yeah. Everybody, uh, it's uh, deceptive. Yeah. How hard it'd be to get plugged in. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I think yeah. personally, I go, I go way more negative. I think it's like a passive aggressive. That too. Like a really shallow that, niceness. Yeah, yeah. There's um, that too. I mean, like places like LA, people are like so hard to break in. And yeah. The first two years anyway are pretty hard. Any any new place. Yeah, yeah. But like in LA, uh, yeah, I, I recognize like, oh, okay. Like you kind of get to know the mm. rules of things. And yeah. Then, and then you see, oh, here are the people, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's just culturally kind yeah. of difficult, different here. So as you're getting plugged no. in, you're saying yeah, th- yeah. with help from <laughs> it people. It's become easier yeah. after two years. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's, I just think that's cool. This of this thought of putting something out in the universe, having mm-hmm. this balance, mm-hmm. because I'm in a place where uh, I'm aware of the need for that balance, but I haven't found it yet. Yeah. Personally, I need to find it between the hustle especially now we're in this hashtag hustle culture and trusting myself and trusting the universe and trusting that things are going to work out and the right things are going to open up. Yeah. Because to me it comes down yeah. to trust. Okay. Yeah, no, it is. I actually have a, a meditation I was listening to before we met up. Really? Uh, yes, it's on Insight Timer. It's called... Insight Timer. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's called Surrender. Learning to Surrender on Insight Timer. Oh my Timer. gosh. Yeah, it's so good. Hey guys, this is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. It's pretty cool. You can click on it. You can see where these have done. If you want to go visit them, if you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan, whatever you, 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 you know, the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, <laughs> I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast or else I'd have to tell you podcasting makes me thirsty and nothing quenches a podcast thirst whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness because it truly is made of more. That's all. Alright. That's it. Thanks. I love that crap. All right. Have a great week.
See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. <laughs> Say the most random thing you can think of. No. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. <laughs> Perfect.